Hi, and welcome to the I Meet Hotel podcast with industry updates, expert guests, and musings on what the future of travel and hospitality might look like. Every week, we'll bring you a new topic we find interesting through our work in this business with your host, Kristen Lipinski. We also want to hear from you. If there's something you'd like us to talk about on one of our next episodes, email us at info at imeethotel.com or find us on LinkedIn at imeethotel. Welcome to I Meet Hotel, the podcast. I'm your host, Christian Lipinski. Now, I'm excited to have here, actually live in the studio with me, one of my previous and most favorite guests from our first seasons, the commercial VP at Bidroom, Caroline Dahlin. Caroline, nice to have you on the show again. How are you? Hey, Christian. Great to be back. It's been, it's been quite a long time now. Huh? Yeah, it's been, it's been almost a year since we started, and you're one of my first guests, so I'm excited to have you on because uh, there's a lot of exciting things happening here at Bidroom, which we're going to get in today. So let's just start at the beginning. Um, you know, we, uh, uh, Bidroom has launched Yugo travel. Maybe we can start at the beginning and perhaps you can start by briefly explaining what Yugo is. Sure. Um, so Yugo is a complete travel platform. So, and its specificity is that it's available to close user group mm-hmm. uh, partners. Uh, it can be a loyalty program, a subscription, a credit card product. And basically, they can use it uh, in the form of a white label or with some kind of API integration. Mm-hmm. So with this product, and we really aim at supporting uh, organizations uh, who want to outsource mm-hmm. uh, a part or the totality uh, of their travel vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking into increasing their customer engagement and expanding uh, uh, beyond what is their, their core product. You know, with with so much competition out there and uh, all these other opportunities to do such a thing, I mean, what difference you go from from the rest of the competition? Uh, well, I think for one, you know, for starters, uh, we've built over the years um, a value added and created hotel portfolio, uh, and I and I think this is the strongest uh, differentiator. Uh, I think our CEO mm-hmm. Michael Ross made the you know, the, the, the very good decision in the beginning to actually only go for direct uh, supply, which, of course, give us a lo- lot more flexibility, a lot more control over uh, the value of the portfolio. Uh, and not only did we uh, source this supply directly and, and, and negotiated uh, really uh, discounts at scale on a very large number of properties, but also we introduced uh, over the years um, additional uh, perks mm-hmm. on the deals, uh, meaning that uh, customers booking with our solution can get extra upgrades, such as you know a room upgrade or uh, a spa voucher, restaurant voucher. Um, so basically, we we're talking about uh, incre- uh, upgrading the total experience uh, and really focusing on the added value. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was saying at scale because basically, you know, you have a lot of flash sellers out there like Secret Escapes or uh, uh, others and they, they they are having a few deals a week and mm. we're talking here about three million rooms uh, sure. in 130 countries mm-hmm. yeah that's quite a bit three million rooms you think about three million rooms I mean that's a huge huge uh, number of inventory 
yeah, go ahead. I think we have, you know, a great sales team doing an uh, uh, amazing job. And, you know, recently, uh, Mo in our team actually um, uh, managed to negotiate a 15% discount at all Dumera properties. True. So, uh, you know, this is really this kind of, of value we're, we're bringing to our customers. Um, I think the second aspect which, which differentiates us, it's about um, the fact that we are having a fair policy with suppliers so uh, we are building a supportive ecosystem you know bringing a lot of knowledge um, uh, uh, also to them thanks to to some events you you might know yeah. uh, and <laughs> there's uh, a nice plug i need a hotel <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, so we have this approach to hospitality which is uh which is different and is really not on it's both about providing a great customer experience and, and providing this added value, but also supporting the other side. Uh, and we do that with a focus also talking about of uh, to- talking about uh, values, you know, a focus also gr- increasingly on sustainability. Mm. Um, so, so basically, you know, it's a solution to help build loyalty. Sure. Uh, 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 our partners they have existing audiences and they want to deliver higher benefits, drive better engagement with uh, non-traditional hotel and salary products because when we're talking about loyalty, we want to differentiate ourselves to really provide this added value. There, there's a lot to break down in that first part and I think I think we'll give our audience uh, a little bit more of a breakdown as we go on because we've heard of SaaS, you know, uh, uh, software as a service. And we we're talking about TAS here, so travel as a service. Um, it's a really interesting model. So uh, I guess the question is, you know, why this model? Why would companies need such a, a product? Yeah, so, so basically what we do as a company is that we offer a service. The fact that it's as a service, you know, this is a, a payment scheme mm-hmm. uh, that we chose for, for some reason, which, which I can explain. But so many hotel ancillary options are, are available out there uh, in, in, in the travel loyalty space. And these uh, uh, ancillary solutions, they are set on traditional transactional model uh, and they are all quite similar also in terms of pricing and, and you know white label solutions etc mm-hmm. uh, if you take an example um, so think about challenges that consumer uh, you know uh, uh, brands are continually facing today mm-hmm. uh, maybe they find it really uh, challenging to attract new customers they're also struggling to retain their existing customers, uh, and and we've seen typical marketing channels being flooded and uh, becoming less effective. So uh, they are conscious, you know, of the limits uh, of their potential bottom line, mm-hmm. and they want to create uh, new opportunities in terms of revenue. Right. Uh, and we also know we've seen uh, many loyalty programs uh, failing because of the lack of uh, added value personalization. Uh, and also because they look at the the wrong metrics, um, I would say can you know can a benefit if you look at a, a loyalty program be uh, considered as unique and exclusive and really adding value to to a consumer uh, if you find the same offer everywhere? Right. Um, well, I, I think we all know we live in an industry which is yeah. a duopoly. Huh? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, so also, uh, is the metric you should be looking at is the CLV? Uh, uh, the customer lifetime value for those who uh, wouldn't know 
uh, or should it be a single commission percentage, you know, looking at short-term revenue? Mm -hmm. So is the service that you're buying measured by user uh, or by unit about? So I strongly believe, and also this is the decision of going on as a service, uh, that uh, you cannot operate a customer-centric business. Uh, what is a loyalty program in the end? Uh, without this at heart. Basically, with uh, this travel as a service model, as a base to, to deliver your travel service, mm -hmm. uh, in our case, you go on a per basis, uh, per user basis, you can focus uh, on pricing, uh, the true service, which we, we deliver. Uh, so basically, it's uh, more or less features, more or less personalization, more or less added value, uh, you can work on different plans, uh, uh, you know, having a basic version with freemium and uh, offering trial solution, enterprise versions uh, to meet uh, more specific needs if you're working with, you know, companies in our case like Visa or, or Lufthansa. So, so therefore, I think the conclusion is really, you really work with and for the brand mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and help the company uh, shape its product and differentiate itself. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, and especially uh, with what our travelers look for now. We look for more of a hyper-personalization. Uh, we want to feel like we're important and not exactly. just part of, you know, a, a big group of many. Uh, so when something's personalized uh, to that point, you feel more inclined to go for it. So I think there's there's a lot of things that companies can do to make that happen, and I, I think uh, Hugo is, is right on that uh, playing field where it needs to be. I mean, the market is changing all the time and as i understand Hugo came as a response to the change uh, as we were just mentioning um, maybe you can give me some examples of what you've seen uh, over the last couple of years your time in the travel industry and uh or, or what prompted the team uh to begin to work on this mm -hmm. new uh task or uh travel as a service uh Hugo. yeah so you know very well a bedroom has existed for some years and of course you know, as a young company in travel, we've been challenged by uh, this pandemic, as many. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we, we decided to, to refocus on really, you know, product, uh, improving the value of our supply and thinking about new opportunities on the market. And uh, we've conducted a lot of partnership discussions during this mm -hmm. time. Uh, and we always came to the same conclusion. We, we really needed to define a simplified uh, way of... Uh, a simplified model uh, to make our platform or travel platform available to to these like-minded closed user group businesses out there, loyalty programs, subscription, etc. We were talking about. Um, so during the pandemic, I think we've seen all businesses really focusing on these key metrics, retention, expansion, because you know when demand is at zero, uh, what can you do actually <laughs> with yeah. these users and uh, you've seen companies like Air Asia uh, going for a super app and going into food delivery, uh, building actually their own hotel platform as well. Um, and so y you've seen all these strategies emerging and, and the question of loyalty retention really uh, taking a whole new, uh, all new di dimension. Mm -hmm. And basically at Bedroom, we were the first membership-based hotel platform uh, so we will, we have been targeting frequent travelers with better hotel deals at scale, and we had a, a huge opportunity to provide this added value to these brands out there looking at build at building this kind of uh, a new ancillary proposition. Mm -hmm. um, and 
And we actually started to do that when we first partnered with Visa back in 18. Um, so with Visa Europe, we've built this uh, co-branded white label with them and, and we, we offer uh, uh, specific uh, access to their premium um, card orders in, in, in 27 countries. So this was a first, I think, and we, we just decided it was time to expand on this. Mm-hmm. No, and it makes sense. I mean, I, you touched on it a bit, but for our listeners that don't know, uh, we're going to touch on it a bit more because we're talking about these closed user groups and Bidroom being the first membership-based uh, hotel platform, um, you know, which which kind of molds what the, the outcome of uh, Yugo is. So maybe uh, it's very unique. It's got so many options out there. Uh, and this is where you can fill us in on a little bit more. What separates Yugo from other services? Yeah, so <clears throat> um, I think I yeah I described you know some differentiation uh, differentiating point in the beginning, but uh, I think most hotel distribution businesses they focus uh, on one aspect of the journey. Mm. You know, it can be the connectivity, which is highly complex, uh, uh, the supply. Uh, a lot of you know travel agencies out there don't have their own supply. They only you know connect to bed banks or right. booking, etc. Or only the front end. Maybe you build only uh, you focus only on UX and build marketplaces. But actually, bedroom we were quite ambitious mm-hmm. <laughs> because from scratch we uh, actually built all elements simultaneously, right. uh, and it gave us a very large surface in terms of uh, in terms of products. Uh, and also a lot of flexibility, you know, uh, in, in the challenge. <laughs> um, so we provide uh, uh, different plans, you know, to build the, the full front-end solution with Yugo. We also give access to our content with a partner API, our widgets. Uh, uh, and I think here maybe, you know, basically the difference is that whether or not you're willing to invest time and resources into building your front-end uh, how much uh, you know resources you have to invest in building your own travel product, so we kind of provide this flexibility depending where you are in your own mm-hmm. journey as a company and as a brand. Um, and also, again, uh, we have also have this big advantage with our offer uh, uh, of uh, perks on the stay with these fifteen categories of extras such as room upgrade, etc. And this is not something common uh, in the industry, so we actually yeah. manage this. Uh, again, at scale, uh, and this is really uh, a, a strong, if not the key part of our proposition. Mm-hmm. And and we, we we are just continuing to increase that effort, uh, 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 managing the supply in that in that direction, and really around the notion of the total value of the experience, and not only the pricing. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a huge undertaking here uh, at Bidroom, starting with building your own catalog, building your own model, uh, subscription base, uh, 0% commission where it's all membership based. And then not only just having that available, but then adding on to those, those perks, which ultimately makes Bidroom a marketplace. And now with Yugo, it actually enables that marketplace, uh, for other businesses to start building with their, their, their customers and the loyalty programs. Uh, it's such a huge undertaking. I know, uh, I, actually, I don't know how much IT guys are working on this and all the minds that are going behind it between IT and then the commercial and business development. Uh, it, it's quite impressive what you guys put together. And, and it, it seems like all the wheels have to uh, run together. Otherwise, the engine stops. And it seems like you guys are doing that pretty good. For other 
entrepreneurs, people that are getting into tech, um, it's a pretty intense process to go from this idea and then it to be a reality uh, where we are today with Yugo. You can go to check it out online uh, and see from where it was just being talked about to it being in existence. Now, if any of our listeners are looking to get in the travel tech industry, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, good question, and thank you for acknowledging the yeah. work we're doing here. Yeah, everybody ta- has their part, and uh, everybody needs to be acknowledged. you're also a part of, uh, yeah. Christian, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I think we have, uh, I think, you know, first, the team, uh, uh, from what you said, this is definitely a key aspect of it. It's, you cannot do anything without people, uh, and, and this is the first, of course, thing. I think we have a great, diverse uh, international team uh, and I think this diversity is definitely driving a lot of good things. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think, you know, when you come up with new ideas, you need to be clear on what you want to achieve. What What is, be clear on the value. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what is there, whatever is the pe- specific need uh, you're addressing on the market. It's really important that uh, the solution is clear about what benefits for who, for what customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have had this thinking about, okay, we are talking about close user group, but with con- connectivity and the tech we have, we could actually go uh, outside of this niche. But so so you have to choose your battles, sure. uh, I think, and, and really be clear. So we have an industry which is very fragmented. There are a lot of opportunities. You have to integrate with multiple systems, mm-hmm. managing different sources of content. Um, <clears throat> so for example, with Hugo, uh, a clear benefit here for... Uh, uh, for some travel as a service focusing on the supply will be to source unified and qualified content, for example. Um, Another travel as a service could be focused on providing travel marketplaces uh, because they they master the front end and the UX, they know really how to convert really well. Uh, And so at Ugo, we combine these two things and we know this is, you know, this is the value of of our solution. Um, you were talking about hyper personalization, uh, etc. So we know this is this is the word, and this is uh, you know what you need to do. Uh, um, I was at this loyalty conference some time ago, and we were talking not about segmentation anymore, but about the segment of me. Mm. You know, it's how you can be granular enough to provide the r- exactly the right product at the right time to the right person. So I wouldn't say that we are there yet. You know, we're still young, but this is. Definitely the direction uh, I feel any consumer business should take or any solution targeting consumers should take. Um, so uh, uh, looking at that, uh, your customers, your, your you know, SaaS customer, they're going to look at, uh, they're going to look for flexibility to select sure. the content they need for the end users. Uh, you will need to help them simplify their processes, uh, adding easy to integrate tools uh, and I think in the end, it's all about helping their teams to achieve their goals. Uh, sure. So, uh, and I think for that, you really need to have these flexible products, a flexible solution, and and this user friendliness. Um, and the last thing I think it's the reason why we are here at I Meet to Tell podcast. And I think uh, um, pretty, you know, proud of the job that you're you're doing, and and, and that d- d- all these events and. Uh, all this content also produced by the rest of the team. Uh, you know, we developed a knowledge center and we're really um, <coughs> looking out there for our partners' uh, experiences, opinions, inputs. Uh, we're having this dialogue 
we are testing things. We are discussing discussing high level projects, innovating projects with uh, uh, with with key players in the industry. And um, and I think this is really about listening and sharing. And I I think that this is the value of uh, you know an ecosystem uh, because you cannot sure. achieve things by yourself. So uh, this will be my my last recommendation. Uh, 100% I agree with you. I think if um, uh, you're unable to share knowledge and help uh, everybody else grow, then you're kind of wasting your time in uh, one position. It's time to find something else. Uh, I got two more questions before you go. Now, we had you on on the first season. Now we're on the second season of the podcast. We're going to have you next year on the third season. Mm, uh, and which topic we'll are we going to talk about? What do you think? <laughs> Any predictions? Uh, for next year, our uh, next think topic. Next year I would love to be here to discuss uh, the amazing lineup uh, of you know brands who have managed to successfully uh, uh, achieve their goals uh, thanks to this new solution. Uh, and the other topic is that we're really putting this focus on on sustainability. Uh, we had uh, you can go back to I think the sustainability summit on IMI Total uh, uh, website. Uh, and this is a hot topic right now in the industry. And I don't think it's a hot topic because of, uh, you know, ethical reason or only because demand is here, etc. Um, this is a hot topic because regulation is coming and is here to stay. And the industry really has to uh, react fast, uh, fast, you know, yeah. to, 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 to keep up. Um, so I think this is another topic that we'll continue to really uh, uh, dive into uh, in the next year. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And so uh, we will then, uh, hopefully the companies are listening to us who are looking to do that. Uh, they have a place they can go. If they want to find out more about Yugo, what should they do? Where should they go? Well, uh, I would say contact me on LinkedIn. Uh, send me an email. It's quite easy. You know, I was the first Caroline to join Bedroom. So yeah. Caroline at bedroom.com. I'm here and I can answer your questions. Uh, you can also visit our website at yougo.travel. Perfect. So go check out yougo.travel. Find Caroline on LinkedIn or send her an email. Uh, make sure you go follow yougo.travel on LinkedIn as well. Uh, Caroline, I want to say thank you for your time today. It's always a pleasure to actually have somebody live in the studio with me. It's really nice. <laughs> so thank you for being here today. Thank you, Christian, for the invitation. Cool. I think we'll wrap it up here for today. So to all our listeners, thank you for joining. We have another great episode planned for you, so watch this space. Remember to stay up to date with all our events by signing up to the I Meet Hotel mailing list and visiting us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Or, hey, you can go old school. Email us at info at imeethotel.com. So today we talked, we questioned, we learned, and most importantly, we hope we gave you something to think about. Also, if there's anything you want us to cover in future episodes, we've got a podcast team that's eager to dive into some weird and interesting research topics. So get in touch with us and let us know if there's anything you want to know about hospitality. The I Meet Hotel podcast is a production from I Meet Hotel and Bidroom, the first subscription-based online travel community. Visit bidroom.com to learn more.